Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello there. Welcome down to another episode of the Comics Corner Podcast. We got a we got a slightly fuller room upstairs here in the in the recording studio. We got a hi, how you doing there, Travis? I'm doing good, George. Awesome. How, how about you, Corey? I am well. Awesome. <laughs> and thanks for making it up and helping us record today, Jason. Super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did Did you ask? I, I didn't. But I didn't think so. No, but but uh, yeah, we got some comics. Uh, let's see. I'll I'll start out with this one. Why not? Yeah, we sure. uh, from the good old DC, the Detective Comics comics. We got the Heroes in Crisis number six from Tom King, and I was delighted to look at the cover and see that Mitch Jarrods was uh, helping out with the art on this one, and it uh, Mitch Jarrods uh, jumped in to fill in with a little backstory of three characters that were featured in the issue. One uh, named uh, uh, simply Gnark. <laughs> who is who, who, a caveman guy? That's my name too. Oh, his name is <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Uh, and then also uh, Wally West, The Flash, and Harley Quinn, and they had the three stories that were happening throughout the the, the thread through kind of piece of the story connecting um, everything together, and it all comes down to a really possibly heinous cliffhanger and it still doesn't really tell you exactly what's happening here yeah you're still left at the end being like what just happened exactly is that the finale no 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 we got three more okay so it's uh that's definitely plenty more time but still six issues we want to know what's happened (laughs) but uh so yeah that's uh that's that's out this week big old big old crisis book did you figure out this cover Yes, it did. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then uh, uh, next up to bat is uh, Detective Comics 999. And uh, yeah, it features uh, baby Bruce Wayne in a Batman suit on the cover. And uh, if that's confusing to you, then uh, you might just uh, read it to catch up and, uh, you know, be uh, be up on it before 1,000 comes out. Well, do we know the release date of 1,000? Uh, it's in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Y- yeah. It's, <laughs> it will be releasing in the month of March. Yeah. Uh, so if you happen to be a customer, uh, let us know and we can do our level best to set stuff aside. But the sooner you tell us, the better for sure. Uh, but that one looks to be a, a crazy, crazy awesome, like 100-page spectacular thing. He said that, and I watched the, like just a layer of panic fly through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the sooner the better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was actually I, I have been on and off of Detective Comics But I'm definitely on board and I'm going to be really excited To read a thousand, that should be really fun And so and uh, That one was kind of a Kind of a standalone story right? yeah yeah definitely and it it was kind of a just a little like they, you know they propped the door open for me to kind of step in and just just kind of get in on the comic book before 1000 drops and i just read that one cold so definitely it was a fun fun little one-off thing that's kind of just setting the stage for whatever happens in a thousand yeah they've been kind of uh switching out their writers pretty they hard. have I, I feel like with this countdown arc i think uh, Tomasi, Peter Tomasi has been on it just for now, but I know they're like with a thousand, they're going to have like all sorts of different writers yeah. and artists coming in and doing stuff. So I'm sure we'll see some of those people that have been writing and come back and do a story. Uh, 
Do you have any other DC stuff? Uh, DC, yeah. Uh, Old Lady Harley. Oh, nice. Finished off uh, that wacky story that they had going. <laughs> where, they, where they just took every movie trope that you could imagine and just threw it at this story and just had way too much fun with it. That's awesome. <laughs> Very good. It was it was kind of fun watching all the uh, all the old supervillains just kind of hobbling around. The one that gets me is when you you were talking about Catwoman's married to Killer Croc. Yeah, she's like <laughs> rolling around on a on a on a rascal, and she's married to Killer Croc, and they're like insinuating that uh, between her and Harley, they've basically at one point been married to everybody in the DC universe. <laughs> <laughs> they would. That's that's fun, <laughs> but it was it was a weird comic and it was super. It, it was not serious at all, but it was it was it was nice and that's fun. cool. I'm glad that they still take the time to tell that kind of story. Yeah, once in a while. Uh, yeah, I, it, I don't know if you got any more DC or anything before we move uh, on. There's a couple more DC that I brought up. Uh, there was I didn't read it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the, uh, the the Flash uh, Part Four of the 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 Price. That's right. Story I, arc. I knew there was one that I needed to read that uh, that I did not bring up today. That cover though is so 90s or like late 90s, early 2000s. It just has that feel yeah. to it. It channels uh, Jeff Jones's Scott Collins run of uh, Flash really, really well. Yeah, very much. And that cool title, Gotham Girl Must Die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tying back into way, way early on in Tom King's run. If if nothing, if it's not as much uh, tying into Heroes in Crisis like they were kind of mentioning, it is absolutely like, you know, died in the wool part of Tom yeah, King's run of Batman. Bringing, uh, bringing Gotham Girl back from, that was the first story yeah, from yeah. Rebirth. She'd stuck around for a little bit after that, I think. Um, but, but yeah, anyways, the, the Tom, I am Gotham. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. Where they had those two superheroes that when they use their powers, they started to die basically. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then, and then kind of like in heroes in crisis, psycho pirate was involved with, well, at least his mask was, um, or it's on the cover of, of heroes in crisis, but it's, they, they were getting uh, like emotionally, mentally kind of manipulated by him kind of going a little crazy off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Gotham girl was left after that. Like she had some pretty serious post-traumatic stress from the, yeah, from she was, she was pretty messed up. At exactly. The end of that story. Right. right. <laughs> so she's back. Hopefully she doesn't die, I guess. Yeah. And hopefully she doesn't like murder a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess both of those things probably should stand true. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, we had a uh, we had Hex Girls from the Vertigo DC. Oh, cool! Very nice. Which yeah, uh, have, he- you, wait, have he- you been reading that? Hex Wives? I, or yeah, Hex Wives. What okay. did I say? He- Hex Girls. Hex Girls. Eh, they're girls. Yeah. Gotham Wives. It's Goth- all the same. Gotham Wives. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I haven't been keeping up with it. It, it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I just got to get the time. <laughs> well, and books like that lend themselves really well for to trade waiting as much as that's, you know, like kind of a, you know, not the most positive thing for the comic book industry. There's always going to be people that will more, you know, would rather wait for the book to come out. And at this point, yeah, it's, that's definitely a viable option. Yeah. Especially with a book like that. That's, it seemed, it, it was fun, but it wasn't necessarily as episodic. Like it definitely had that, that full arc kind of a thing. And in comic yeah. books, when you have just 20 pages of a piece of what they're trying to get across, sometimes it's really hard to keep that straight over the course of whatever six months that it takes for that arc to come out. 
So anyways, that's tangent. Sorry. <laughs> and and kind of lends uh, how we tend to yeah yeah so just binge read a bunch of them just last night i put together and was organizing all of my stuff that i've got like on deck to read and i've got like three or four of like a dozen different comic books to get caught up on right now so that'll be fun yeah which kind of jumps over to dark horse oh yeah i uh was it Dark Horse? The Alien comic. Yeah, yeah. Dark, Dark Horse, Horse. yeah. yeah. Oh. Alien Resistance. Over there with the Fight Club. Don't there talk it is. about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 there it is. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're right. That is the main rule. <laughs> so uh, Aliens a, Resistance uh, came out in number two, uh, which was a really cool story. But I was like, who is this other character that's with uh, Amanda Ripley? You almost said Palmer, didn't you? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I was talking to uh, David uh, last night, and he was like, well, she, this other character is from Alien Defiance. Oh, okay, the last run that they did yeah. before this one. Okay. So I was like, oh, crap, I, I should go read that. And last night I did. <laughs> nice, nice. It's like a 12-issue run. I was going to say, did you read anything but Alien last <laughs> that's, night? That's the only thing I read. I read <laughs> a bunch of Alien, which was a really good story. It was written by uh, Brian Wood. Oh, nice, nice. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I love that, man. It's a great, great story about uh, a, a synthetic that decides that he doesn't want to do what the company wants him to do anymore. Ah, so thus being the, the, the titular defiance. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so he goes rogue. Yeah, he goes rogue, uh, takes his little squad of uh, uh, synthetics with him, and uh, and then this other girl, uh, Zula. Zula Hendricks is her name. And okay. then uh, <laughs> they they run around. They figure out that the Wyland Yutani is trying to develop weapons with the aliens, and so they try and they go station hopping and trying to shut them all down. And That's cool. And then in the uh, with the backstory of the other girl, she knows Amanda Ripley. And then between those flashbacks and this story, they tie it in with the alien isolation game. Oh, cool. Cool. Very Bring cool. Bring that whole thing in there. Good job, Dark Horse. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out while we're on the note of Dark Horse. Um, as as any uh, regular listener of this podcast or the other one will know, uh, I am a big Hellboy fan. Who? <laughs> Hell, Hellboy. Never heard of him. Okay, cool. Well, here's the thing. If you are new to this character, I have a wonderful recommendation for you, other than listening to this podcast, because you get certain bits and pieces of what's going on with them, but I also try not to spoil stuff. There's a comic book site called Multiversity.com that is probably the only source or inspiration of Hellboy uh, information that I can't claim to have more of a... Uh, like a like they're they're bigger hellboy fans than i am and they have so many deep dives into nearly every comic book that has been published um in like the last 10 years under the hellboy universe banner and they actually have some deep dive um like descriptions of the continuity and where you should go for reading order and all that kind of stuff. What's the, what's the, there's a, it's got its own name. So within multiversity, their subset of their website that focuses on Hellboy is called Mignolaversity. (laughs) Nice. I attended Mignolaversity. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a wonderful site. And the guys that do the articles, I'm sure they're guys and gals. Um, the, they care 
just as much, probably more than I do. And they actually know a lot more deep cut information about it than I do. But I, I love that site. I love those people. And this week, Hellboy and the BPRD 1956 came out. And within the review that they had brought up, they brought to light in my own mind that this is kind of starting to pave the way for when the BPRD as an organization needs to start developing and getting their crap together because they've been kind of coasting throughout this Hellboy and the BPRD series for many years. And if they're to become what the BPRD becomes in the comic book by the time that that is a thing, they've got a lot of like work to do. <laughs> like they have to like really step up their game as an organization. And yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. So anyways, neither here nor there. It was, it's been really, really good. And they're building up to some really cool stuff. So one more time, what was the website? Uh, Multiversity, <laughs> and it's Mignolaversity. If you type that into their search bar, that'll drop you down with everything that they uh, they have that they cover under that kind of little banner of their website. A little shout out there. Those guys yeah. are pretty cool. I love them. Uh, you got a, you got a couple more over there. Yeah, from Dark Horse, we had uh, Fight Club number Fight Club three number two. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> came out. <laughs> Too many, too many words and numbers. <laughs> Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again. That one came out. I, I have yet to start that story. I, I, I never read the second one. I have it sitting there on my desk. But I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't bring myself to care. Like, uh-huh. I tried. I tried with the second one, and I was like, ah, nope. <laughs> I really like that. I, mean, I love the book. I love the movie, but nope. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Well, there you go. Probably, I, I will try and read it and then give a second opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if you got it at home, definitely read that before you start reading. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good general <laughs> advice, especially with any sort of Palinuk influence thing. Where oh you're my just God. like, I, I, this guy thinks he's Jesus. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had the second issue of Weird, that uh, crazy immortal detective story that was. Very nice. Yeah, I wanted to give it another shot, but I, I just haven't had time to read the second one. Too uh, many aliens. Too many aliens. It's, <laughs> it's playing in my head to Too Many Puppies by Primus. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Black Hammer number eight came out, which uh, I couldn't even begin to tell you what's going on in that without just spoiling a ton of stuff. Right. The, the tapestry that Lemire seems to be weaving with that comic is just crazy. Yeah, like, I still love. Is, is this the is this the storyline you were talking about that had the like going back to the golden age type of thing to it? That's the yeah, next series. That next, they're do. the next. Yeah, one. next okay. week, uh, Black Hammer forty five. Okay, that's drops. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they they're doing a lot of weird stuff with uh, changings of reality and jumping through dimensions. And there was a cool uh, little uh, issue where. Uh, you kind of figure out what's going on, and this uh, the the daughter of Black Hammer, who you, she he, he's dead at the very beginning of the story, so it doesn't mess anything up. But he, she inherits it and goes to find everybody that's lost somewhere. But uh, in the process, it has to go through a bunch of dimensions, and they go through all of the different Jeff Lemire stories <laughs> that's one somebody i th- did you show me that like, there was I, like, I think I showed it to you. yeah yes oh, she, that's she so runs good. into a uh, sweet tooth at one point oh my god oh my it's crazy that's adorable <laughs> again one of the things that draws me to that comic black hammer is it it just looks to me like it takes place in the same universe as umbrella academy yeah like they feel very connected to me so that's a that's a cool one to pick up if you haven't read it 
Absolutely. It's been a fun ride. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jumping over to Image. Yeah. Uh, We got Ice Cream Man number 10. And it's got a kind of a Dia de los Muertos kind of uh, feel on the cover, but it's actually, uh, I don't know what the name of the original painting is, but it's actually uh, like a rendition a la Ice Cream Man of a classic portrait or a classic, uh, you know, like fine art painting that you'd see in museums. Um, little little heads up, um, brush up on your Spanish because the first half of this book is in Spanish. It's not like a, it's just straight up in Spanish. Nice. There's been quite a few of those lately. I know. And it's, and it's like, it's fine because you can kind of like, if you know a few words in Spanish and you look at the pictures and you kind of, you can kind of make out what's going on. Um, And then the second half of the story, uh, the main character's like boyfriend who's coming to save the day. Like he, like she asks him to speak to him in English, even though he also knows Spanish. And so they transition (laughs) at that point to English. Nice. So that us, you know, like American, you know, Make, you know, makes you pick up on context, context clues. Yeah, that's yeah. But that's the beauty of comics is you can kind of get away with that. I mean, yeah. like watching a movie, if you don't understand what they're saying, you still can see the things that they're doing. Yeah. So, anyways. He's rather angry and swinging a hammer around. I don't think this is good. Uh, you probably... <laughs> use it to learn Spanish. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I thought about doing that, like just going through and looking up a few words just because, you know, repetition and stuff. You Dude, get. you and Rosetta Stone and that comic. Yeah, there we go. Golden. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, sure, there was that one. Uh, we had uh, issue four of uh, Auntie Agatha's Home for Wayward Rabbits. Oh, that rascally comic. <laughs> it's such a... The the art in this is so weird. That's but, the one written by Keith Giffen, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> There's just this weird group of just wacky rabbits that hang out in this house. And uh, these these people you find out what the, the the people that are trying to take over the house want with it in this one and but they're they're getting in trouble with their boss because they're they're not succeeding in taking the house and all that well they didn't anticipate a horde of rabbits to be in yeah you know it's a but, veritable bunny ranch it's a bunny ranch yeah with <laughs> <laughs> with a with a mouse that builds a bomb in this one well, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> because why wouldn't he? Yeah. He wants all the vittles. Uh, I read uh, Hardcore number three last night, which has been... It, 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 it's throwing me off so much that this actually originally was a Robert Kirkman and Mark Silvestri idea from like half a, like half a decade ago. It was like six, five, six, seven years ago. Hmm. And it was in a pilot program, which was always meant to be picked up and carried on by either the same creative team or somebody else. And this is that thing. And it's, it's been really good. It's a, there's a, like an assassination program, uh, where they have people go into this, like, kind of like this impenetrable pod where they are hooked up to all of this, like uh, sensory, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like in what ready player one, honestly, oh, uh, yeah. where you get into the haptic suit kind of a thing. And then huh. that's, you are just living within another person who they have to like tag ahead of time and like, you know, have time to process their biology and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the catch is, uh, the, the connection only lasts 72 hours and at the very end of the first issue kind of spoilers but everything goes wrong and he's meant and he's meant to go to a certain body but he has to go to another one and all this crazy crap starts to spiral out of control it's been it's been really good so far hmm. so that's uh yeah hardcore by by mr andy diggle and alessandro <laughs> viti <laughs> i tried to make it through i tried that, that was for you cory uh, cory likes the name andy diggle <laughs> 
you know. So there's that. Be nice. fair. Everybody likes the name. <laughs> cool. It, True. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had number two from Oliver. I love the cover so up. much. I know. They they do the whole. Uh, <laughs> please, 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 sir. Can, can I have some more? But you know, to a to a like leather strapped, you know, like spiky, like bondage looking guy yeah. in the post apocalyptic version of uh, Oliver Twist. Yeah. Did did you did you read it? I no, I haven't. I've got one and two right waiting for me on the uh, top of my reading stack. But I'll try to by the next. Uh, by the, I didn't the next get one. to it, but uh, but Jen read it, and okay. they they do that scene oh in the God, book. It's so good. <laughs> well, it's Derek Robertson on the art, so this is like a weird like Oliver Twist story, but by the guy who did the art for the boys. Like, like it's, it's, he's such a gnarly artist. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Oliver Twist with a bunch of uh, synthetic people. Yeah. Somewhat post-apocalyptic or dystopian, yeah. dystopian maybe. In, uh, it's, well, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. A big nuclear war happens okay. and okay. They, they had all these synthetic people that they created to fight for them because, you know, okay. why, why fight when you could just create people to do it for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's why Katie was drawing it to Elephant Men that one episode. Okay, when the yeah. first one came out, that makes that makes more sense. I was, wasn't, but yeah, no, perfect, cool. <laughs> and this lovely, this lovely gem of the week. Hey, the one I read. Oh, did you read it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yep. Man I've, Eaters I've number liked, six. I've liked every issue of that comic, up to and including the magazine. Yes, they, they had a fake magazine that takes place within the world of Man Eaters, <laughs> and it was really delightful. I am, but it was super sad that I'm. I've only read issue one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, hey, you've maybe waited just long enough to have a convenient way to catch up as the trade for Man Eaters is out for volume one, including the entire magazine. Indeed, <laughs> I think they do put it at the end of the book, which is a which is really nice of them because it does break up the story a little bit when you get to it. But uh, definitely a really fun comic book. And it's got an amazing creative team. Uh, Chelsea Kane is an awesome writer. And the artist, um, Kate uh, Nimzik, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, is really, really good. And as far as I know, she's kind of a newcomer in general, but uh, we definitely are looking forward to seeing what they do with that. There's so many cool little extra stuff in in that uh trade oh they, they do so much weird like esoteric world building in the form of advertisements that aren't real but take place within the world it's like it's it's wonderful i love it when they do that yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did, yeah, you, did you read any marvel no marvel sorry david <laughs> I know. I, oh, okay. That's <laughs> I, I am a little sad I didn't read the Amazing Spider-Man for the week so far. It's uh, it's got Ryan Otley back on the art, and I will, I, I I make a solemn vow to Ryan Otley that I will purchase and eventually read every single issue of Spider-Man that he ever draws. Good for you. You, you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan. Hold hold him to it, Ryan. Uh, but there was a, a new one shot for Captain Marvel came out uh, called Braver and Brighter. Brighter. Mightier, bravier, and mightier. Her fist is in the middle of the, the, the logo, <laughs> and you're not wearing your spectacles. Yeah, I can't read them. <laughs> but this one, uh, she's uh, takes place during a, a press junket where the, these high school kids are supposed to be able to ask her a question. But of course, she's out in space punching aliens, and uh, you know, tells a little, gives you a little bit of. Uh, more backstory into her character if you didn't read the life of Captain Marvel, which so it's meant to be a primer for the new series that's coming. Yeah, kind of. Okay, which I thought that's what the life of Captain Marvel did because <laughs> yeah. the, the 
the new run just takes off right from the end of that one. Oh, okay. But, you know, Marvel. I yeah. give that look to, <laughs> for being a one shot. It has some really good artwork in it. Like, yeah, it actually, it looks like I, I wasn't yet. Uh, after we'd had a little, uh, a little practice run, uh, I had went back and looked at that book and I was impressed by how good that artwork looked for just being like a one off kind of a, just a single sitting kind of thing. Yeah. There was not a not a huge amount of like story and building and everything. It was just kind of a hey, this is what she does. She beats up aliens. <laughs> it kind of seems like it was more about the kids than her. Yeah, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, West Coast Avengers number eight came out. Um, Savage Sword of Conan number two. Very yeah. nice. And that one's written by Jerry Dugan, who is a very solid writer and has been doing like I think he. Uh, he just did a, one or two, maybe even of Marvel's last big event stories. Oh yeah, yeah, he was writing Infinity Wars. So oh, now, is that who was writing that? Yeah, okay. yeah. No, now we got him on a Conan book. Yeah, I have yet to start the Savage Sword of Conan, but the the other series, the Conan the Barbarian, has been awesome. Yeah, agreed. Who's writing that one? That's the Jason Aaron one. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> and then I got a. Over here on my side, I got a double dose of the Joss Whedon comics. Actually, it looks like you got that one, too. Yeah. Uh, so we got Buffy the Vampire Slayer number two, and it's newly uh, christened relaunch. And I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Uh, like we were talking about it earlier where you don't necessarily need to have seen the original. As evidenced by me, because I've only seen like one or two episodes, and one of them, nobody knew who each other was. <laughs> they all lost their memory, so it was oh, not a good frame okay. of reference for the show. <laughs> I, I know, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> so, anyways, that's like one of the two episodes of Buffy I've ever seen. Nice, but this one, Drusilla uh, uh, and Spike come into the the story. Yep, start causing some trouble. Good old Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that it's, was, it's James Marsters, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's not, what, not to be confused with the dude that played uh, Cyclops. Yes, correct. Which his name is something similar. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So not that guy. All right. <laughs> not to make it even more confusing. I think it's James Marsden. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. Oh, that, that but I guy. always get the, I get their names mixed up. Well, we could go down this rabbit hole very very deep. But that's all but right. the other one that came out was Firefly. That, it's on what four? four? Yep. Four. And I had uh, this. This is the next. Well, other than <laughs> other than all the other things, this is very close to the top of my reading stack. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to catching up on this one. And I, I still. It was my goal last night to figure out where in the timeline of Firefly this lands. And the best I can figure is that it's somewhere after the TV series starts and before the movie. That's all I can nail down. I cannot figure out where it's supposed to happen. But I'm sure if I once I get caught up, I might be able to. Is this is this a the the previous comics haven't happened comic? Uh, I, it's no 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 no. They're not trying to do that. I think they're keeping all of that canon because it's you know it's all Joss Whedon's property stuff. Like I think he has to okay most of the stories that they end up doing. Okay, um, but they it, they're they're tackling a story in which uh, the alliance, like the basically you know like the the evil government people that exist within the world, um, are tracking down Mal and Zoe for war crimes from back when they were brown coats. And uh, they haven't explained what it was that they did yet, but it seems like it was pretty heinous because they're, uh, hmm. you know, they're uh, being hunted down. Yeah. Well, it could have been anything if, uh, you know, 
that whole history is written by the victors. Thing. It's it's true. I, the only reason I say slightly to the other direction is that there have been a couple of flashbacks that have that in the ones that I've gotten to so far that seem like Mal was in a, like a really like angry oh. like dark place after the brown coats had to surrender and you know give up their arms and all that. So who knows? I, th- like it's basically okay everybody's surrendering we're not gonna we're gonna keep fighting no matter what like seems like that was like kind of the inspiration behind that and so we'll see we'll damn see. the man yep good old man nice. so that so this one basically happens before they pick up like uh the preacher and the i i haven't gotten it figured the, out yet oh. <laughs> like I, so i'll i will touch base again when i do get the nail down i'm sure i'll have a wave of relief because i cannot quite figure it out yet to be continued yes. <laughs> yeah indeed <laughs> Uh, uh, Bone Parish number seven came out. Colin Bun. Another Colin Bun. Yes. Like that guy. Me too. <laughs> this one, uh, the, the, the family is kind of fracturing. There's a lot of heat from the, uh, the, the, the crime organization that's trying to take over their, their business. And yeah, they've, they've also tried to replicate the voodoo drug. We, yeah, if you guys haven't if you guys haven't read this comic, it is Voodoo Breaking Bad. Yeah, Voodoo Breaking <laughs> yes, Bad. It is. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the best elevator pitch I've heard. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, their version of the drug doesn't go the way it should, <laughs> and it uh, it doesn't make you experience that person's last moments. You just die. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything for anybody. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to experience part of uh the the person's life but in their version that person kind of comes back through you Ooh, <laughs> interesting and, and kind of cronenbergs it up <laughs> oh good <laughs> i feel like cronenbergs it up this time <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh you you j- just about flipped me on that one i hadn't been reading it but that sounds really really good yeah it, it's getting crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nice. current. I read the first the first few because that and uh, Cold Spots came out around the same time. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to keep. Yeah, up I was with like, which, what am I doing? Yeah, uh, which of the trade for Cold Spots came out this week too? Indeed, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, because I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Wick number five came out. Woo, John Wick! It seems like that's been we've been waiting for that one for quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. <laughs> And there was a cool one from Action Lab that came out called oh, yeah, Sweeties, <laughs> which uh, kind of has a, a weird Jonan Vasquez kind of feel to the art. The art to me feels like uh, a fever dream that Huey from Boondocks would have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's a little closer to that art style <clears throat> with a uh, super huge hair everywhere and just flipping all over the place and yeah it's a little tiny afro samurai did you yeah. say boondock saints but meant boondocks i did mean the boondocks okay. did i say just boondock saints <laughs> yes. oh my god I'm just, I, was just, <laughs> I was really hoping you were gonna go with ducktales though <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. i'm sorry <laughs> you're fine <laughs> anyways uh the trade for euthanauts came out which i know you were really enjoying right off the bat it was so good but i i fell off of it uh, about like issue three or four i think this is the complete run i don't know if they're planning on doing any more than this but um but probably it, now it, that it, it's one of those stories that i can't imagine would have a huge like uh lifespan dude you want, if you want to sell something to me that's how you do it 
right bu- there. A Bowie-esque punk goth space adventure. I'm in. Thanks yeah, to, th- thanks to geek.com. <laughs> so there we go. And an introduction by Scott Snyder, no less. Yeah, it was it was a crazy story about uh, tapping into the world of the dead. Very nice. And what could go wrong there? And that <laughs> was nothing. <laughs> this is one of the more um, kind of more interesting uh, Black Crown releases from the good old IDW line. Yeah, I think it's yep, IDW. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> fact checking myself there. I've been quick. liking everything that they've been putting out. Uh, Lodger has been really good. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I really liked uh, Kid Lobotomy. Yeah. Uh, this one was really good. Very nice. I, f- I forget what the next one they're dropping is, but uh, they're dropping another one, I think, like next month. Sweet. Um, uh, yeah. We had the latest issue of Rolled and Told came out this week, which is uh, nice. that cool little, co- uh, little RPG in a comic idea. Yeah. Everything is a, every issue is a complete adventure and you get everything the DM needs um, as well as getting a comic book that is telling the story of the adventure that you can run kind of along the same time. I think this one's like a vampire adventure. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Very nice. The Lady of Lasting Kisses. <laughs> it sounds so much nicer than it actually is. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that wraps us up for the week. We, do, we got some fun stuff coming out. Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming out. Uh, yet another Age of X-Men uh, Prisoner X drops next week, which I guess uh, we had an Age of X-Men. Which one was it? This Nightcrawler. Right? That was last week. Yeah. This week was... Oh, the, uh, the Extremists? Extremists, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the weird one with uh, the Blob and, and... Yes, that's right. Psylocke and Jubilee. It's an interesting team. That uh, Right off the bat, doesn't seem like it would mesh, but they're all on the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go out, and I, I guess it, it sounded kind of like an almost... Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Philip Dick story where the uh, minority report oh where they go out and oh so they're like trying to figure out what's really going on in the world like how they're trying transformed to prevent, or? prevent stuff before it happens yeah they're protecting okay. you against things that you don't know you need protecting from sure no that makes thing. sense yeah thanks <laughs> astro hustle comes yes. out which is the one that Corey and i've been waiting for a uh, guy gets cryogenically frozen for 60 years and then wakes up then his brother is president of the galaxy I'm not saying that happened to me, but that happened to me. <laughs> Only the governor of the universe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that was just on the way back from a, the store, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't cryogenically <laughs> frozen. I was drunk. It's a parallel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman number 66 comes out, uh, which sees the return to the the nightmare stories that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which have just been crazy. And I was I was sad that we had to like wait for the next one to find out what the heck's going on in Batman. I know, stupid crossovers. <laughs> uh, like we said earlier, Black Hammer 45, number one, comes out. Uh, uh, Cemetery Beach, number seven. Conan the Barbarian, number four. Uh, Die, number four. Very nice. Uh, Domino Hot Shots comes out. Uh, Female Furies, number two. Uh, Meet the Scrolls. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Meet, meet the scrolls. Meet the scrolls. Okay. Fine. I just needed to go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Worst uh, reality show. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? He could be anybody. Uh, Ronan Island number one comes out, uh, which I, 
when we were trying to do this yesterday, I forgot what the the publisher was, and I still don't remember. Consummate <laughs> <laughs> uh, professional. Yeah, yeah, we we know what was going on. Uh, Self made number four, uh, Action Alley for Take Girl number three comes out. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, Ziggy Pig and Silly Seal number one comes out. So when you said that yesterday, when we were talking about this, I was like, oh my god, that sounds terrible. And then you just talked about it. Yeah, it looks. It sounds great. Yeah, it's like uh, these washed-up uh, cartoon characters try and make a comeback. I love it. Uh, and then for the Miles Morales fans that missed number one, we have a third printing uh, of number one coming in. So, and that's friendly neighborhood. No, that's the. Uh, it, it's it's the new Miles Morales Spider-Man. I think and that's just, just what they're calling it. Miles Morales. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The previous run was just called Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. okay. I think they're, they're calling this Miles Morales Spider-Man. Cool. But if you missed it, we're going to have a few. So come in and get them. Which also coming in next week, uh, Corey gave a shout out to the Umbrella Academy last week, since that was everybody and their dogs, like best, you know, like waste of time for 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> over the course of the last 10 days or so. Um, and we have volume one coming back in next week, which we have been kind of dying to get our hands back on uh, mutually, personally, as well as in business sense. The, the apocalypse suite. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so on the note of uh, Corey's little deep dive, uh, toss it over to Corey here. Hey. Um, so I wanted to uh, this week talk about uh, Mr. Cullen Bunn again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) which which got brought up, brought up earlier, uh, for bone parish. But my introduction to Colin Bond was through an occult Western called the sixth gun. It takes place in the old West shortly after the end of the civil war. And the story centers around this set of six pistols. Each of them has this dark power and the wielder of the pistol gains the ability of that weapon. Um, it's tied and it's the pistol is then tied to them until they die. So, uh, the six gun belongs to the protagonist of the story, Mrs. Becky Motcrief. Um, and the other main protagonist is, uh, a gunfighter with a very pragmatic look at guns, uh, Mr. Drake Sinclair. And now you told me something last night that I actually didn't know. They made a pilot. Uh, to turn this into a TV show, and the guy who played Dario Naharis from and, Game and, of Thrones yeah. played Drake Sinclair, and, and it oh would my, have been so good. I, that is <laughs> such perfect casting. Um, but either which way, it's uh, uh, basically the, the the book starts off with one of the villains, General Hume, trying to escape the noose and get to the sixth gun and get its power. And he also travels with four horsemen. So that was pretty (laughs) awesome. Um, There's Knights of Solomon or one of the bad guys in the run, Um, the sword of Abraham and a gray witch. (laughs) And it's, it is a a maniac run of dark, twisted Western. And when it came out in like 2002, I want to say 2010, so <laughs> little I, I don't remember decades, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when it came out in 2010, I was on a massive uh, Western kick when it came out. I was reading uh, Matt Wagner's uh, Lone Ranger 
and uh, Zorro that were being put out by Dynamite at the mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. and they were stellar. And I was like, ah, I want more westerns. And then I found this, and I was like, now this is what I'm talking about. Horror yep. western, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's got that Colin Bunn occult southern dark feel to it. And Shout then, out to co-creator Brian Hurt, amazing artist, amazing. and he brings the comic book to life Absolutely. so well. Absolutely. Um, so pick it up. Uh, we've got we've got the first run down here uh, in collected forms. And I think they do that first trade for 10 bucks kind of thing. Yep, yep. The first trade's 10, you know, hook them, get it in there. Uh, <laughs> but there's some, some really nice library editions, too. So uh, if you get a chance to check it out, absolutely, that's my recommendation this week. Phenomenal comic book. Well, I think that... Uh I think that kind of gets us to the end of our corner up here. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming, guys. Travis. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Corey. Jason. Hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a grunt. Front. A grunt from the corner. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening